It's only right! Yes, welcome, 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 welcome into the Work Shoot Show. Work Shoot Show, yes, welcome in. Love doing this show, man. This is episode six, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Episode six, joined by my co-host as always, Mr. Peter McGinn. This week is our Full Gear Predictions. We're also giving you a discussion where we're going to talk top five old wrestlers, old school, top five new school wrestlers. So we're giving you a a, a list as well. It's going to be a, a pretty jam-packed episode because uh, I'm going to go on vacation on the 19th. So you won't get any content till I get back and which will be after Thanksgiving. Also, next week, we will drop a... Um, uh, uh, war games predictions so basically when i get back it'll be a full just review episode of full gear and war games but i'm excited to talk full gear today uh even though the predictions will be a little out of whack because the tournament is kind of going on so i wanted to talk to you about that we'll get into that but how you doing pete i'm i'm doing well uh yeah i, I think for that terms of for that prediction i think we should like make our guess on what we yeah, think yeah and it's it not count. count yeah perfect you read my mind you read my mind but before we get in well i guess discussing aew and uh, uh we'll discuss wwe with war games but in terms of like stuff going on Mia Yim joined the oc over on the wwe side which is pretty cool so now they have a real ripley uh Defender, so I'm excited for that battle. And you know, I I do feel that Rhea Ripley after this, it's it's time to fight Bianca. Like I think her her star power is like he. They say she leads Judgment Day. They don't even give it to Finn Balor. They give it to her. I, I mean, I'm a huge Rhea fan. The she's she has so much future ahead of her. I don't know if they necessarily need to push her now, just now, because yeah. of how young she is, and she can kind of do whatever she wants down the road i'm more concerned about like mia yim where after the oc is done i feel like she has no place in wwe i'll be honest it to the side i'm not a big mia yim fan she had her time she had she had her time to uh prove herself in xt and i just i didn't get it with her yeah me neither she she didn't hit like bianca or Rhea did in nxt yeah if she was a better wrestler it would be fine but she's I really mean, just like I'm badass girl and I get yeah. the kendo stick. <laughs> she's slow. She's mm-hmm. very slow in the ring. And that's my biggest issue with her. Like her look and everything is there. It's just her in-ring performance is not for me. And and speaking of people just jumping in, because we're just this is just our little news segment. Jeff Jarrett, double J, AEW, baby, called out Braun Strowman, said, Stop wearing them skinny jeans, Braun. <laughs> Man, I also not the biggest Jeff Jarrett guy. I don't know. Not a lot of people are. I don't know many people who are Jeff Jarrett fans. His match in for Full Gear makes no sense to me. I'm, Wait, who's he bat? Isn't he with uh, Jay Lethal? Jay Lethal, yeah. yeah. And they're he's fighting. They're fighting Sting and Darby Allen. It's just like mm, so they care. I feel like they carried on. I don't know if you watched, but this was like right before we started this pod, and this was kind of what kind of got us talking about it. But Ric Flair's last match, like, yeah. That's where I think they 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 developed. I think Tony Khan was like, "Ooh, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett have some good chemistry. Let's bring them on." And honestly, I'm gonna say this: Tony Khan, whether or not Jeff Jarrett helps with like running the business, it's good to have him there to talk to him and Regal. I just I, I like the persona of him. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to see him wrestle. Yeah, sixty year old men in the ring anymore. I'm no, sorry. I agree. It needs to be all backstage, like helping. Like yeah, I don't exactly. want Sting in the ring really anymore. If he wants to hit somebody with a guitar every three months, I'm cool with that. But he does not need to be on Dynamite weekly. No sir. No, no, sir. <laughs> no sir. His his time is his time is past. It's time for some other people to get the the spotlight. And I I mean I hope this is like a one off. Yeah, yeah. We shall see. Also, final things before we get into our main stuff. Crown Jewel happened. Normally, y'all are like, where's the review? No need to review Crown Jewel because I'm going to tell you what it is. Pete didn't even watch it. I watched nope, it. I never watch it. This was Triple H's worst show. But granted, it's the Saudi show, so I expect that. But I will say the Logan Paul Roman Reigns match was incredible. Was absolutely incredible. I watched, but- I watched some of the highlights, props to him. I don't think he's injured. I don't think he's injured, though, because he didn't talk about it on his pod. 
and he's been we he posted like an Instagram of him training. I feel like that's a, a work for him Ooh. for him not being in WWE for some time. Interesting. Uh I I because normally he would talk about it on his podcast. Like I've ever since Logan started, ever since the Roman Reigns interview, I watched like his podcast for wrestling stuff. Mm-hmm. And with he didn't talk about it at all. And that's very unlogan like. And to see him okay. post the Instagram of him training as well is like. Bro, you can't I'll, be training if you tore ACL. Like, yeah, I'm gonna be cool. honest. I I saw the initial heat um after the after the show that he tore his like ACL and everything like that. I'm like, oh damn, he put in the work. And then I didn't really hear anything after that. So here, WWE this, didn't announce anything either. It was just him. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, I think it's to I, keep him away for right now. Okay, because he because I. I think he wants to do a, a boxing match with like KSI mm-hmm. or be on the KSI card, whatever it is. Okay. And I think I think that that my prediction is this is to keep him away until the start of the new year. Like I think gotcha. in the rumble, and then I think that's when everything will start picking up again. Okay, cool. I, I, I'm looking forward to following this. Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm putting quotation marks for a conspiracy theory just because I haven't yeah. heard anything. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll keep my ears to the ground. Also, Jake Paul should. Bro, if Jake Paul wants, if they're going to do the Paul brothers tag team, Jake Paul has to train because the fake punch he threw looked horrible, Pete. It looked horrible. Like he looked at, like, I'll say this. uh, Logan's podcasting partners took those bumps better than Jake Paul throwing those punches. Who throws worse punches, him or uh, Shane McMahon? Oh, him. Easy. Oh, wow. He he bent his head. Like, it, it was like this. Like he, he, and you could tell, and it's like, bro, you're a boxer. Like, what? 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 what, What's happening? I feel like you'd break your wrist doing that, like an accident. Like it it was horrible. But if he can, also, he's not as good of a talker as Logan because in the press conference, he looked very uncomfortable. Like now that it's not like actually him, and it's him acting. It's Mm -hmm. a different type of. I don't think he's comfortable with that. And if, and if he and Logan are gonna be. WWE guys, then Jake Paul has to train on all fronts, all yep. fronts. And to be honest, I really don't want Jake in. I really just want Logan. If I'm being honest, yeah, I, I'm. I like Logan. I Me like too. him a lot. I think Logan could be the champion one day, like legit, like the Miz. Well, no, for sure, he has like the popularity where it would make sense to have somebody like him. He's hold talented. The belt. I don't think he should beat Roman, but like, no, I, no, 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 fuck no. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he has like the clout and everything like that mm-hmm. to be to like to elevate to get eyes on the product. So, yep. and, yeah. and bes- besides that match, the only good one was OC and Judgment Day. Because because Triple H is really pushing Finn Balor, and I'm ecstatic for it. I love it, mm-hmm. and I love that he's pushing AJ Styles as well. Even though I think AJ's he's getting older, man. It's it, I don't know how much yeah. longer he has left. Like. I was watching the Miz documentary the other day and it was like, bro, the Miz is old as shit. And if the Miz is old as shit, AJ Styles is old as shit. Yeah. I, was, was he like 45 right now or something he, like that? He, he might he might be older than that because, dude, AJ He's Styles 45. was wrestling. Okay. I was about to say, he wrestled in the uh in the era of um oh what is the attitude era. Yeah, he was yeah, he was in TNA. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's like, man. So but He's been that was the, the block. Yeah, that was the only really good match. Other than that, uh, oh, I guess the other big thing. Did you see Raw this past week? Did you hear the news? Uh, tell me. Okay, so Austin Theory cashed in his money oh, in the bank yeah. against Seth Rollins and lost. And yeah. people are like, wow, Triple H burying Austin. I don't think it's that. I think it was, honestly, I think Vince McMahon put him in a situation he couldn't win. 100%. And I think Triple H did the, did the right thing of, making him cash in on the U.S. because it makes the U.S. elevated, yep. which tells me that, okay, for the time being, Intercontinental Gunther's already raised that bar. Like, yeah. that's must-watch TV. And now, with Seth Rollins in U.S., that's must-watch TV. So that tells me that Roman's still going to hold the belts for a while, and he's still not going to be on weekly. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that maybe they learned, or Triple H learned his lesson from when Vince pushed Roman as a face to mm-hmm. the moon for like four years and it just didn't work. And I don't think he wants theory to, to go through go that. Through same yeah. thing where it's, it's so forced. It's not going to work. Like and, it, and it just felt like every, whereas with Don, Dominic Mysterio, it feels like he's naturally becoming a heel. Like he's gathering, he's getting better and better each week. Whereas theory, theory's an already good wrestler. But yeah. the issue is, 
they forced him down our throats to where I don't give a fuck about Austin yeah. Theory. <laughs> I think the Dominic situation's better with the other people that he's with, mm-hmm. where it's not solely focused on Dom all the time. Yep. Like it, it is, a, I mean, let's be real, it is a lot of the time, but I mean, but Finn it, Balor it is a presence. Exactly, he and it a helps presence. pick up his weaknesses, whereas mm-hmm. with Theory, his weaknesses are just shown out in the open. And yep. I, honestly, I know Triple H wouldn't have did it, but I would have loved the idea of him cashing in on NXT and being the NXT champion for a bit and giving Braun Breaker a true like heel in that way it's like oh the future is braun breaker and austin theory yeah yeah but, I'm a, i mean i'm a huge braun guy so yeah <laughs> yeah so i mean they didn't do that but whatever and that's yeah. pretty much all the news from around aew and wwe aw wise i'm sure we'll get to it when we do the uh predictions because for example in full gear one of my favorite storylines is powerhouse hobbs and wardlow and that's in full gear so yeah all right, you ready to get to it? Let's get to it. All right, tell us, set us up, Pete. Tell us the standings, the scores, and whatnot, and where we're at. Yeah, so, so far we have done two pay-per-views where we've done predictions, and we are both, we both have the exact same record of seven, seven wins, four losses, or seven correct, four incorrect. I am so no are, longer the predictions champ. We are now yeah. tied. <laughs> but good news, this one we will have... So we're not doing the AW World Champion one. So we don't have seven matches to go. No, over. the first can we, we we won't do the the number one contender. We're doing the World Championship. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, the number yeah, one contender gotcha. for the World Championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're gonna do that, but it's not gonna mm-hmm. count for a record. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming with seven predictions here, somebody's gonna come out on top. On top. Yep. That being said, unless we have the same ideas for every single match, <laughs> which which sometimes we do, but for the most part, we we have our own thoughts. So yeah. Let, let's do the one that doesn't count first. Let's okay. do the, the tournament. And so I, 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 I want to bring this up to you. Ethan Page, your boy lost. <laughs> Eddie Kingston. I was so sad. I was saying, Eddie King, my boy, Eddie Kingston, Kingston lost. lost. Yeah. yeah. He beat him. He tapped him out, which like gives him the he didn't lose yeah. thing. But like that tells me that there's a storyline coming for Eddie with uh, either Ethan Page or something along the lines coming. Okay. All right. So at the time of recording, we have uh, Ethan Page will be going up against Bandito. Oh, that happened. Brian... I thought it was the winner of Bandito. No, that hasn't Rush. happened. That's yeah, that's okay. what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Brian Cage will play. Will face the winner of Lance Archer versus Ricky, Ricky Starks. Starks. Yep. So that's where we're at right now. So I guess our prediction is just like, where do we think it who goes. versus who? Maybe. Yeah, and who wins? Uh, Okay, I think it's going to be Ethan Page versus Ricky Starks. I agree a hundred percent. And I think Ethan Page is going to win. It, oh, this upsets me. I'm glad this doesn't count because yeah. you know how I feel. I said this when we did our draft episode, which, by the way, go check out. It's an incredible episode of us drafting our companies. And I didn't realize that my company already existed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. There are so many wrestling companies but, out there. But the thing is, it was. It was Ultimate Championship Wrestling. Mine was the Ultimate Championship okay. Wrestling. So the T changed yeah, it up. But definitely not getting sued yeah, for that yeah, one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Check out our draft. But in that episode, I said that I want Ricky Starks to win it all because I think a match between MJF and Ricky Starks, that is like, that's better than anything I could think WWE puts forward with Roman right now at the time. Like, that is incredible because Ricky Starks is the perfect babyface mouthpiece to go up against MJF. Yeah. But... The firm, they set up this beef. So it's like, does the beef come first or does the good Ricky Starks? Just because you picked Ethan Page, I, and I already did predict the Ethan Page in the firm versus MJF. I'm going to pick Ricky Starks just because okay. that's why I want to win. But I'm not surprised if Ethan Page does win to give us Ethan versus MJF. Gotcha. Okay. So that good. doesn't count. No, no, yeah. <laughs> doesn't count. So we'll start at the bottom of the card and then move our way up to the top. Got so, gotcha. Which, uh, what I think is probably going to be a big old stinker of a match. We have <laughs> Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal versus Sting and Darby Allen. <laughs> I, I, I don't know the actual stats, but I'm not sure if Darby Allen has ever won on a pay-per-view. So, be, so because of that, I'm going to go Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. I... I, I, uh, to be honest, I have no dog in this fight. I don't care who wins. Uh, if there's a storyline of this, I don't really care much about it. I think that this is going to be like a, a cooler match. It would surprise me if this match is like seven minutes long or something like that. <laughs> Look, I don't, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, and see, this counts. So 
I for me, I feel like it's like, okay, you just bring Jeff Jarrett in and and Jay Lethal, give him that new partnership. They should win. Yeah. But like you said, Darby Allen and Sting haven't won in a while. It's been a hot minute. Like the yeah. last thing they won, I believe they they won that casket match where they beat Malachi Black and put him in the body bag. But like that's that he was losing anyway because Malachi Black was leaving. So yep. I'm picking Jay Lethal in Dar in uh Jeff Jarrett. But this is a match, like you said, that anything, either one can happen, and I don't give a damn. Yeah, what happens. It's just like who cares? Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, I don't even know what they are. They're not even. I don't even know if they're mid carders. They're just kind of. This is jobbers. <laughs> well, Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal's a great wrestler. Like I love Jay Lethal. They're wor they're workers. Yeah, they're, they're they're workers. But let's be real. This is going to be a cooler match. I feel like, mm -hmm. and it, it had some hold. Like I was something. Just, I just wish Jay Lethal did better stuff. Like Jay Lethal was the former Ring of Honor champion, former X Division. Like, dude is a great wrestler, and they're not giving him shit, and it just yeah. upsets me. Hopefully, this is the the switch to give him stuff. But like Jeff Jarrett, you. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So okay, so we both got Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal going over. Yes, sir. Sting and Darby Allen. Uh, next up is our first women's match. We got Doctor Britt Baker versus Ooh. Soraya. What a great promo. Soraya came out hard. She did her thing. But like, I want DMD to win, man. Holy shit. So it was a, do you want to give Soraya a pop for her first win since, I don't know, 2015, mm -hmm. 16? When's the last time that she had a wrestling and match? You're not, and, and I don't think you're going to bury. I don't think you're going to bury her. Like, I think you're going to give her the match, which sucks for Britt Baker. Okay, I, I I think this one can also go either way. I agree. And I have a feeling. Shenanigans. Hmm, I'm I'm feeling shenanigans. I'm feeling a little shenanigans. I feel like like a Soraya distracted Doctor Britt Baker roll up win mm. is kind of like. Well, I feel I feel like this match is also going to be a stinker, but I think they want to set something up for more. the championship. Yeah, which neither of these women have to like. <laughs> yeah. Because like I could see both of these. Like, well, Britt obviously was the former champ. Soraya, her name is there where she yeah. be the champ. Honestly, probably should be the, be champ. the champ. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I don't know if they want to push Soraya yet to that level. So Do you give Soraya the win and then let and then lead her to her championship run and then let Britt reface her once she wins. Is, is, I, like, I, I think they want to continue this. So yeah. because of that, I'm going Burt Breaker gets the win. Ooh, okay, okay, nice. Like that. I'm going to go Soraya just because of there's no way I can see Tony Khan bearing her. And it's not bearing. It's giving her a lost first match. In yeah. like, they, they're too close already. But to your point, Burt Baker is the pillar of the women's division. So I like you said, I can see it going anyway. But just Me to too. be different, I'm going to go Soraya. Okay, sounds good. I think uh, this one is probably going to be the easiest lock of the night. Uh, Jade Cargill versus Nyla Rose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jade. Do, do we see Jade losing? Like Heck No. <laughs> The the only what the only thing I can think of is do they finally want to make Jade the women's champ? Mm. And if that's the case, she will lose here. Okay, to that point, I think they wait until whatever happens with Saray and Britt Baker. I think Tony Storm will lose the belt to one of those two women, and then I think once their feud happens, whoever's the next champion is getting destroyed by Jade Cargill. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I just like. Jade's still kind of green, mm -hmm. uh, pun pun intended. Yeah, really. I, th I think they want to just continue on what Growth. she's doing, like yep. not losing, getting better in the ring, learning uh, from Kenny because Kenny is the main person training her. Yeah, I mean she she's got the presence, she's got the look, like she's going to be the champ. Oh, Kenny and Brian Danielson. Yeah, me. yeah. She's going to be. I mean, she's going to be the superstar mm -hmm. of AEW. And not even men's or women. I think she's going to be the focal point. Oh, yeah. of AEW no, number one. In like two years, but mm -hmm. it's not time for her to be nope. that yet. So I do think that she's going to win. I do think she will eventually lose to some up and coming shenanigan, and then that's when they're going to push her. But I don't. And honestly, is... I think they when they do it, they might switch it to a baby face. Like I think she's still heel time. It's still being that bad bitch and like yeah. and doing I, her I like, baddie thing. I feel like Jay can like play both sides if she wants to. Yeah, we're like. I don't know, like letting something out and be a little bit of a heel, but at the same time being like confident and strong mm -hmm. and like, nah, like 
That, that's just who she is as a person. But she, I, I can't. She's I can't gonna see her be like anti. Whereas Bianca is like Hulk Hogan, John Cena. Jade to me is like Steve Austin, The Rock. Yeah, yeah. I, so. See, I think Jade's kind of like MJF, where like MJF can play both sides if you want. Oh yeah, to. no, no, no. I, I put MJF in that category as well. Like yep. in, on that side, like he is not. Whereas like Ricky Starks is to me a straight up baby face. Like yeah, one hundred percent. For sure. So I'm assuming you're taking Jade. Jade, here. yes, sir. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think anybody. If Nyla Rose and fucking Vicky Guerrero win, it will be a crime against humanity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, the four way match. This one's will be. I think this one's will be super fun. Jericho versus Brian Danielson. Oh man. Versus Claudio versus Sammy. I th- this has match of the night written all over yeah, it. Yes, it does. And it's I think the, this... it, it's toughest to predict. I think. Th- okay. We said this before, another prediction where I thought Jericho was going to go on tour. He's going to drop the belt, but he keeps going on tour and then flying back and doing wrestling matches. Dude, it was on the Mass Singer. Like <laughs> This time for sure he's dropping it and going on tour. I, I don't think that there's any chance that uh, Jericho wins. wins. Um, so Dude. my reason my reason behind here is based off of something that's going to be happening later down the road. Uh, I think... Man, this one's tough. I think it's between two people. It's between Brian and Sammy. Sammy's just, he's got the heat mm-hmm. and he's a wrestler. But Brian just beat, see, Brian just beat Sammy in that two out of three match uh, yes, yesterday. He did. And I think, you know what I think is going to be? I'm leaning towards Brian for Daniel Garcia versus Brian for the the Ring of Honor Championship. Okay, I, I I'm gonna go with my I'm gonna go with my gut and what I originally thought of. I'm going Sammy Guevara Jesus. winning this match. Oh my goodness, the world will be so upset if that happens. And Dude, talk he's about new, he, he's, yeah, he's hot right now. He is. I'm going Danielson, man. I'm going okay. Danielson. Poor Claudio, <laughs> like. <laughs> Poor Claudio. That's all I have to say for him. I, I feel like Claudio's will do like the most in the yeah. entire match just for him not to win. To win exactly. Oh, uh, I I hope we get like a Brian. I mean, because it's it's like Jericho Society and Blackpool. Blackpool. Yep. In this, but I can kind of see like Claudio being like, "Well, this is for like a belt. We're wrestlers. I want to see like Sammy on the ground. He stacks Brian on top of, top of Sammy and then spins, spins both of both them. Of them. <laughs> oh, I yeah. would love that. That'd be okay, great. So, I'm going Sammy. You're going Danielson. Yeah, we're going Danielson. I think, see, it, it, I think it's one or the other. Mm. I, 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 th- I think it's tough. Um, yeah, that's the hardest one to predict because I could honestly see Jericho just winning and, and they're just continuing this nonsense. Yep, agreed. Uh, next up, we have Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter for the interim AEW Women's Champion. I think this will be the worst match of the night. Oh, like over the Jay, the Jay Lethal one because... I just, there's nothing like, and I, you know, I used to pick up Tony Storm, but like, they're not pushing her at all, man. The, the storyline is like, she used to be homeless with Jamie Hayter, and like, they used to be for, like, to me, it's it, right now, if it's not Jade Cargill or Saraya or Britt Baker, Tony, Tony Khan doesn't give a fuck. And it's sad. I, it, it's, it feels like they're kind of in limbo where they don't know. So they have to put the belt on somebody, but it's like, that's not really who they want it on. And exactly. That's kind of like, like where I'm feeling where in this situation, is there going to be a difference if Tony has it compared to Jamie? Like to me, it's just like, I either one of them works, I guess, in the sense that you need somebody to hold the belt, but none of them are like threats to me. Like, and my thing is, if you put it on Jamie, does that start beef with Brit? And like, does that like, how do you get the belt on Soraya to me? I think the easiest way is to take down Tony Storm more so than Jamie Hader. I feel like Jamie Hader is just like a stopgap right now. And I'm going Tony Storm, man. Okay. Even, even though, like, I don't think it matters to your point who wins this match. I'm also going Tony. I. It, it, it's something where it, it just because I think Brit's winning the, the other match that Tony needs to win this match type mm-hmm. of thing. But it could be where Soraya, Soraya wins that one, and then Jamie wins this wins one. This one yeah. I, I, I can see both scenarios. I I don't see like double faces winning or double heels winning. I think it's gonna be one or the other, and just because of that, I'm gonna pick Tony. But yeah, I feel like this is gonna be like either the worst or second worst match of the night, which My sucks because is, I, I the roll up Soraya wins to your point. Mm-hmm. Tony wins, and and Britt's gonna say it was some cheat stuff. Yeah, Tri- triple threat: Britt, Tony, Soraya for the championship at the, at Winners Coming. I could see, yeah, I could definitely see something like that. 
yeah mm-hmm. for sure okay so we're both going tony storm for yes this sir one. yes sir this one i i feel like we're gonna do the same thing but our our tag match the acclaimed versus oh. <laughs> swerve of the glory i it happened look i saw all i needed to see in the three-way uh uh match with ftr acclaimed and swerve and uh the guns the acclaimed are winning and swerve and the glory is breaking up that night i, I feel like they should have broken up weeks ago yeah, exactly it and swerve make- is killing it swerve is uh, i see everything you 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 talk about swerve right now he's going to be the best heel not named mjf in in aw he's great he's got the look mm-hmm. i i love his in-ring work as well and he's got the personality that flip he did against ftr where it looked like he was doing a front flip then he turned into a corkscrew and yeah. like and taz was like oh my god <laughs> that was incredible he, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a reason why I drafted him into my uh, yeah, I, my get it. I, I think he's fantastic. Th- this just is like, I feel like I love their first match, the last mm-hmm. pay per view. That was, that was super fun. I think it was like the highest rated match I gave that night. They waited too long. This should have ended and it should be FTR versus them. It should, it, maybe not even FTR because I like what they're doing with FTR. They set up like the, they're doing the long storytelling with the claim. Like they set up like a little beef in that little, uh, mm-hmm. in that match. I liked it. I just don't get why Swerve. This should not be Swerve in our glory. They mm-hmm. should not be fighting the acclaim. It should be. I mean, I wish it was top flight, but I know that guy's hurt. Yeah. Um. It, it should be even like Gun Club. Even if I'm not the biggest fan of Gun Club, it should be someone else. Yeah. Somebody no. else. You need to put them in the spotlight. Like, of course they're going to lose, but they need to have the screen time, the presence. And honestly, if Keith Lee, if they separate. There's a whole division of like big meaty men mm-hmm. because I think the powerhouse Hobbs, Wardlow, Samoa Joe area, you put Keith Lee in that and it's like, whoa, the TNT title and the Ring of Honor t- television title both matter now. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I would rather like uh, Keith and Swerve feud and then Keith goes because I want Swerve obviously winning that feud. Yeah. And then Keith can go mess with Wardlow with uh, Samoa Joe and stuff like that. It's just one of those things where I wish the booking was a little bit better in this match. I just I don't. Agree. I don't really understand it. Like they don't need a they don't blow need this off match. match. Yeah. They do, and, like where's the story? Are you gonna let them? the claim lose? Which you're not no. gonna do. There's no way. Like I, I think there's like a two percent chance, but like the claim is they're the second hottest thing in AEW. Like mm-hmm. they're scorching it's- hot. Don't take the belts off the scorching hot. And honestly, I could see a Billy Gunn versus uh Swerve match after this. Oh my god, that'd be, that'd be so that'd be that'd be real fun. But yeah, so, I mean, so we're both going to claim. I, I think we have to. Yeah, uh, I agree. Okay, and then we got our championship match. Oof. Your boy Mox. I know, man. Versus MJF. MJF. And um, Mox is like, uh, his speech was incredible, of like him being the ace. It's just like, I just don't know. How you don't put it on MJF? You have to. You yeah. Ha- it, it, there's no if if not now win essentially. The only way I could see Mox winning is if because Winter's coming is a December pay per view. Is if you let Mox win this one, MJF goes like to bottom floor and he has to build himself up and mm-hmm. take the championship. That's here, the here- only way. Here's how I think that MJF could lose, where he's been kind of teasing um, a face turn. Mm-hmm. Where I, I think there might come a time where somebody interferes. The firm? <laughs> maybe the firm, but they take out Mox and not MJF. Ooh. And then MJF has to decide, like, do I take this win and get the belt? Mm-hmm. Or do I do, like, the honorable thing and, like, beat Mox straight up? And then, like, because of that, he loses. Ah. And, I, and I can see something along those lines, but it's MJ. It's, it has to be MJF. It has to, yeah. It has no, to I be. Agree. I agree as well. I'm going MJF as well. <laughs> like, okay. And, uh, you know, I'm a Moxley stan. And I, and obviously, I know Mo- you are. Moxley is the ace of the company right now, but MJF is the future. I think Moxley will get another run after he gets his vacation. Go on vacation, please. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's going to get his vacation now. And I think when he comes back, they'll they'll get Moxley in some incredible run going where it's like either him versus MJF or some, some something along those lines. 
Yeah, a mock. I mean, mocks can literally whenever he wants. Yeah, he, he do whatever he wants. Leave for three months, come back. He'll still be piping hot. I also want to see him, um, in case he does want to go on vacation to say maybe Japan. Oh um, wait, I got the, I got it for you. And okay. It makes sense why he would leave now. Do you know what is coming up? That's with, not with with a different company. It's not. It's not a uh, New Japan. It, it's not uh, AW. It is GCW, which Mox is a frequenter. It's the yep. deathmatch place. And one of his former rivals, someone he looks up to, he was in the documentary for this person in the new season of Dark Side of the Ring, Nick Gage. And it is time for the seventh annual Nick Gage Invitational. <laughs> I can see John Moxley participating in that and take and losing this, doing that and taking a break. Oh, okay. So here's here's what I was thinking. So when Mox was in uh, Japan for a little bit, he sort of had like a, I'm going to use an, like a term I guess I learned from anime, uh, a Kohai Senpai relationship with this oh, guy okay. named Shota. So Shota was learning under John Moxley. Well, Shota debuted essentially in New Japan, not as a young lion anymore, but as like his own, I think his Person. name is like the, he's like the roughneck. I think that's like oh, his nickname. Okay. And he's challenging um, um, Will Ospreay for the US champion. So I could see maybe Shota losing to Osprey, but then Mox showing up and then Mox versus Osprey for the US Ooh. champion. Because Mox is a former US champion in uh, New yeah. Japan. So and then I, that could get Will Osprey to lose the belt and maybe move on to the top dog spots. Uh, yeah, it'd, it'd be I, I gotta dig more into New Japan to see like what their structure is right now because I haven't been following it as much as mm -hmm. lately, but I, I, I like see, that. Mox likes to, like you said, Mox likes to go to GCW. He likes to go to New Japan. He likes to do these other things and not just be in one spot. So. And both of our theories can happen because the oh, Nick Cage Invitational starts in like the end of in the start, beginning of December. It might start now, but like 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 it, it's a bunch of matches. And like you said, yep. like Mox could do that, go to New Japan at the start of the year, and then be back in AEW in the summer. Yeah, yeah, and just like be on vacation uh show up to new japan like once mm -hmm. you can set up because uh, I, I think wrestle when's wrestle kingdom well give me one second here oh yeah do you think it's just so interesting man I'm, I'm very interested to see what they do i think this is tony khan's biggest like his biggest decision yet okay. even more so than cm punk in mox i think this is the one where this will make or break like him as a booker yeah so so uh wrestle kingdom which is essentially New Japan's WrestleMania mm -hmm. is in is January fourth. Mm, so that so could be some Mox territory. We have we have eight weeks to set up something for Mox for because I mean if you want your biggest card and you want the U.S. champion, which is normally non New Japan wrestlers mm -hmm. or new, non Japanese wrestlers, is usually that. I think Mox versus Osprey is a huge draw. Hey, and, and look, they, let me tell you this. To that point, if that's happening. If FTR loses there, they're going for the AEW Tag Team Champions. I'm telling you that right now. Like, if yeah. they lose at Wrestle Kingdom and give up those belts, that, that tells me in, the, in 2023, FTR versus the claim is coming. Gotcha. Yep. So, yeah, that no tag team match has been announced for Wrestle Kingdom yet. So, see, I'm telling you, man, they're trying to figure that out. What's but, happening? Oh, now I'm just looking at it. I'm being you're going to have. We we have to watch this because oh yeah, my, we do Wrestle Kingdom because my boy Okada is going up against Jay. My God, Jay White! Let's um, get into it. We'll we'll get to that in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, when we do that for sure. All right, oh. so cool. We did our predictions. So now let's get into ranking our top five old school, top five new school wrestlers. You want to start with old school? Yeah. So uh, this is old school is different for me compared to like, I think a lot of other people. Um, I grew up in the Attitude Era, obviously. So that's kind of like what I'm viewing that Same. time frame. Uh, do you want to give like honorable mentions? Just yeah, because I'm not familiar with their like work, but I understand like their influence. So because of that, uh, Antonio Inoki, if Ooh, it wasn't nice. for him, yeah. uh, like Japanese wrestling in the United States would be significantly delayed. Yeah, and, um, and what he did, he put on the biggest match ever in, in Korea. With the uh whatever that whatever that thing's called, where it was the peace treaty between WCW and Ric Flair versus him at uh in North Korea, biggest match ever, bigger than any WrestleMania. They had like 
hundreds of thousands of people and all of North Korea was in there watching that. So I like that honorable mention. And I think he also fought Muhammad Ali or something yes, like that. Yes, he did. That. Yes, yeah. he did. So just wild. Um, I also I'll give had... one uh, Ric Flair honorable mention for me. Okay. Yeah, Ric Flair, that is a good one. Um, I also want to shout out, just because I'm from Minnesota, uh, Vern Gagne. Nice. Uh, he essentially established Minnesota wrestling. And because of that, we've gotten like, like Rick Rude is from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, now in, um, in WWE, like Otis and um, Chad Gable. They're and from and even Brock Lesnar's from uh, Brock Lesnar. Minnesota. Brock Lesnar, yeah, Brock Lesnar. I guess he he wrestled for Minnesota, but he's a Dakota oh, boy. Gotcha, but I mean, gotcha, we we, gotcha. Cl- we claim him. Because, I was going like, to say y'all should. He, he went to college here. He lived here for the majority of his life. Now he lives in like bumfuck Canada or whatever. <laughs> And, yeah, and, we to, could... and to everybody, why I said Ric Flair is honorable mention, I didn't see Ric Flair in, in my prime. And when I rank these in terms of basketball, for sure, I don't, I don't ever like to put Bill Russell, Kareem, or because I didn't watch them yep. and I didn't get to experience it. And there's no way you can sit and look at me and Pete, who are 28 years old, and say, hey, y'all experienced Ric Flair. There's no fucking way. Ric Flair was popping in the 70s. Like, yeah, what? exactly. <laughs> we are well, attitude area guys. <laughs> yep. And then I had a hard time. I wanted to include like um a woman mm-hmm. as well, but it, I feel like like we are now entering like a brand new age of like women's wrestling. Women's wrestling to me starts in the mid 2000s. Yeah, so like I'm going to give like a shout out to like Trish and Lita just because they are essentially the pioneers of women's but wrestling. But they would get smoked by everyone today. Yeah, it's like it's like it was well I actually do think like they are both very good women's wrestlers and would make it in today's age, but it's they were like the only two who were like legit wrestlers, I feel like. And it's really hard to like judge their performance, or, I should yeah. say. Against people like the Bellas, like Yeah. Where we're now it's like we have like Charlotte and Sasha and Bailey and not even to mention everybody over and in NXT. Japan and Stardom oh, yes. or NXT. It's like mm-hmm. it's a whole new like day and age. And I know that women's wrestling existed in like Japan. I just we had no access to it. Like yeah, exactly. The, like I, I mean, you could say maybe like May Young in in the fabulous Moolah, but like yeah, that's it, it, it's beyond our time. So exactly, it's, like, it, it's hard to judge it. So I just wanted to give them like the nod. Mm-hmm. Um, also, want to give honorable mention to Dusty Rhodes. Oh, great one! Love yeah. it. Like he was the man who allowed for guys like Otis and like bigger guys to like have a spot in the way that he does promo work a lot of guys copy him to this yep. day so yep for sure okay so uh getting into our top five so i'm kind of doing this um starting at like around wrestlemania one okay to like wrestlemania 20 okay kind of like what i'm thinking so first but foremost um kind of put wrestling on a more mainstream um eyes uh he hosted saturday night live with mr t i think he's the one of the most iconic wrestlers of all time it's hulk hogan nice i put um, him at my five as well i couldn't put him higher just for like his off the like just how shitty of a person he is yeah but right you can't have a list and not have hogan on there from what he did as like the hulkamania era but even more so what he did with the new world order you don't get things like the bullet club evolution and all these factions we love without the new world order Hmm. And I mean the Hollywood Hulk, yeah, yeah, he, Hollywood he reinvent, the man reinvented himself. Um, in ring work was, I mean, for his time, I think was pretty solid. I've watched a good amount, even when he got older. Like Hulk, he wasn't Rock a at, bad, he wasn't a bad wrestler. No, but yeah, but even like Hulk Rock at um, like WrestleMania 18, just an insane match for best match of that night. <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, probably the best. Uh, it, it's hard to say because like Hulk, the Hulk slam on Andre is so iconic. I don't think that's like his best match. I think Hulk Rock is the Rock and the Hulk and Hulk Hogan's best, best match of match. all time. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Yeah, so my number five is Hulk Hogan. Nice. My that's my number five as well. All right. Uh my number four, you mentioned them earlier. Uh I just love his personality. Uh when Migos did an entire song about him, that, that means you made it. I'm going with Ric Flair. Nice. Nice. The journeyman. He's been all over the country, all over the world just jet flying high tide the man bro rick flair is the man i mean like if you want to be a heel and you need to do research it's I him think, i think rick flair is the first person you do you, like, you watch videos if you look at mjf mjf has rick flair in him 100 like 1000 percent. so at, if, if flair's your four my number four is the best there ever was the best there ever will be bret hart 
Ooh, I like In terms the of like, in terms of wrestling, every indie darling, every these Brian Danielsons, these FTRs, all these guys, Seth Rollins, all these guys that we consider the best wrestlers are come from Bret Hart. Come yep. f- directly from Bret Hart in Stu Hart's dungeon. Bret Hart has to be on the list. So my number three is very similar, like your line of thinking. Where you went, Bret Hart. I'm going Shawn Michaels at my number ah, three. Okay, nice. I've shown um, I've shown on my list a little higher though. Shawn to me kind of like revolutionized the not big guy. Yep. Where, um, for instance, like the ladder match against Razor Ramon, kind of like showed that you don't need to be this hulking presence to be a world champion. And his heartbreak kid uh, stereotype or not stereotype, uh, his like persona, mm-hmm. just like to me just changed so much of the landscape where you don't have to be six foot four, 260 pounds to be world champion. I mean, you still have to be insanely good looking, very good at wrestling and have it like a great gimmick, but he kind of just elevated like these smaller dudes. And now even outside of wrestling where he's the coach at NXT, just doing doing incredible work. I mean, like he's, he's putting on matches and, or he's like making the matches in NXT that are just, I mean, bangers. <laughs> it makes what black and gold is today. So yeah, I love his more, more to me was like also like a revolutionary in terms of in-ring work and promo pro, promo for sure. But I think a lot of times we're like something like John Cena gets the, the five tools of doom or whatever that he has. Like, you know exactly what John Cena is doing in a match. Sean kind of mix it up. We're like, Sean could do everything <laughs> at, at, at any point. Like Sean could do something crazy because he was mm-hmm. so athletic. He was so smart and he um, was willing to work with like whatever he had and make the matches that much better. So yeah, I just, because of that, I'm gonna give Sean my number three spot. Nice. Do you consider Eddie Guerrero new school or old school? I put him in the old school. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So then that does my number three, which is Eddie Guerrero. Look, in terms of heels, it, you can chart it from Ric Flair, Sean, and get right to Eddie. Eddie is incredible. The frog splash. Like, I know people give credit to RVD for that, but Eddie is a lot a oh, lot yeah. of people's inspiration. Sasha Banks, Montez Ford. You look at, like, a lot of these high flyers today, they look at Eddie Guerrero. What he did for luchadors, him and Rey Mysterio breaking open that door, like... And to talk about a guy who came, battled his demons, became the champion, and had so much swagger, lie, cheat, steal, was one of the best heels of all time. I gotta put Eddie Guerrero at number three. Has my probably my favorite like pop of all time when he defeated Brock Lesnar for the champ. Oh my god, what a pop! Great. What a moment! Great, I, I love him. I'm cheating at my number two. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Number two. I mean, this. I think we might have the same, but we'll see. And I think it's pretty consistent between most people in this type of era. Who's number one and who's number two? I'm going The Rock, number two. Nice. Uh, the most mainstream wrestler of all time. Uh, revolutionized, essentially, his mic work. I, I don't think anyone has come close to what he did consistently. I, I think every night that he was on the mic was electric. I mean, he was the most electrifying man in sports entertainment history. Every, you you hung on every word that he said. And I mean, that was my childhood was The Rock. No, nah, I'm with and you. I, I thought he was the coolest dude. And while he Can may not be the best. with The Rock is cooking? It, it pops every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just an incredible presence. And I mean, he's the reason why WWE is where it is today. So yeah, I'm going the rocket too. Only reason why I don't have him on my list, and I didn't say for honorable mentions because I didn't want to give away my list, is because of his longevity in uh, WWE. And I know that shouldn't take against him, but just for my list in general, I wanted to put on guys who are not only good talkers, but some of the best wrestlers. And number two, that's why I said I cheated. Number two is Shawn Michaels slash Triple H. I'm okay. going DX at number two. Because for what you're saying about how The Rock was electric promo-wise and everything, I can make the case that DX was as well. What DX did with Suck It and like the way that they, uh, the, the letter they read on air about the USA Network and the way that they pushed the boundaries of the Attitude Era, you could argue that DX started the Attitude Era. You can argue that what Triple H and Shawn Michaels are doing that where they went from DX to now running WWE is incredible. The eye for talent. I mean, when, 
when I think of a character, the game, the yep. fact that he studied the game so well and he just took everybody out. My only complaint with Triple H is how he did Booker T in that one match where Booker T should have went over. Yep. But, you know, besides that, him and Shawn Michaels are the epitome of just great wrestling and good promo work. I have them tied at number two. I love love the pick. Love the pick. And I'm assuming number one, we have the same. <laughs> Stone Cold. Stone so- Cold! I mean... It's Stone Cold! What is there not to say about Stone Cold? He was... He has everything. Promo, wrestling, he... Uh, longevity, he... Indie dart, like, he do- he has it all. If the injury doesn't happen, Stone Cold probably was the champion throughout the 2000s. And I think what Stone Cold did better... Because, like, The Rock just looks like a superstar. Mm-hmm. Like... Stone Cold really doesn't look like a superstar. <laughs> he doesn't. And to <laughs> elevate himself to super mega nuclear top star like ever mm-hmm. is saying something. With the, the Stone Cold persona, maybe the best persona ever in mm-hmm. wrestling. I think it I think it's debatable, but it's I up think, there. I mean when the, the glass shatters and he comes walking out every it's time. Like, it's every over. Time. It's over. Yeah. It's every over. time. And like nobody I feel is like that to the level that he is. It's, it, it's a whole nother stratosphere where he is living. Stone Cold is incredible. And, and nobody hates Stone Cold. Everybody <laughs> loves Stone Cold. He's, the, yeah, he's, he's incredible. That's a fact. And the stunner is the, one of the best moves of all time. 100%. All right. Say, say your list again, your old school list. Sure. Yep. So five is Hulk Hogan. Four is Ric Flair. Three is Shawn Michaels. Two is the rock. And one is Stone Cold. I got at number five, Hulk Hogan. At number four, Bret Hart. And number three, Eddie Guerrero. At number two, D-Generation X in terms of just Triple H and Shawn Michaels. At number one, I have Stone Cold. So, all awesome. right, let's do the new school five. Uh, do you want me to start or are you going to start? Yeah, you. how about you start this time? All right, cool. I'll start the new school five. So, uh, honorable mention. Let me just give some honorable mentions out there. And this one, I'm. it hurts. And I wanted to put the shield overall on my list, but I don't think I could because John Moxley is not doing and didn't do enough in WWE. He's doing his stuff now, but honorable mention, I have John Moxley just for okay. what he's done in terms of outside of WWE, like in GCW, the way, like, like you said, what he did in new Japan, the way he's the ace of, um, of, uh, AEW. I just want to give him an honorable mention as well as some other new school guys I want to give honorable mention to is the New Day. Because I don't think the New Day will be on any of our lists, but the New Day is arguably the best tag team of all time and arguably one of the best factions of all time. Factions for sure. Tag team, I think that's debatable, but yeah. yeah no, I do. And I don't think they're number one. I, I, I would put them obviously in like top eight tag okay. teams. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm so, cool with that. So those are, those are my honorable mentions. Any honorable mentions you have? Yeah, uh, I had Rey Mysterio. Uh, nice. Kind of like what your Eddie Guerrero. I think I think Rey could maybe be in like both, both. categories. Um, revolutionized uh, Lucha wrestling in the United States, at least. Um, showed me something that I've never seen before when I was a kid. So yeah, maybe he's an honorable mention for like the old school now that I think about it, but he's hey, there. And, okay. then, um, and then kind of like we did with the New Day, I did the Hardys. Nice. Um, I think they just absolutely revolutionized tag team wrestling. Yes, they did. Whether it's the traditional style that they can wrestle to the extreme style that you see in like their TLC matches. So, Oh, also, I want to give AJ Styles honorable mention because he won't make my list. But what he did in TNA, WWE and New Japan, like he is arguably the Shawn Michaels of this era or Br- yep. like like what he like him and Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels is a dream match. And my, my last honorable mention is Charlotte Flair. I nice. I do think when it's all said and done that she'll probably be the best women's wrestler ever. I just think that everything about her is fantastic for women's wrestling. I love her persona. I love, I mean, she's an insane worker. She's great. She's got the mic skills. I do wish that she had a different, she could switch up a little bit on the mic. I think that's like her only problem is she kind of does the same stick a lot, but I just... I mean, she's like a nine-time women's champion. Like she's, yeah. and she's been at the top of the card forever. I, let, I'm a huge Charlotte Flair fan. Let me say Sasha Banks is my honorable mention for women's wrestling because I didn't put any in there, and I love Sasha Banks in terms of like horse women. Like I know yep. some people like Becky, some like you said with Charlotte. I'm a Sasha guy, and and what she did for black and Afro Latino women yep. everywhere is just incredible. Love it. So all right, cool. All right, well at my number five. 
this one is because this covers from like the end of like this this is starts at ruthless aggression to now I have to put Roman Reigns at number five. Okay, I like that. I, ha- I have to put Roman Reigns for what he has done in terms of his whole career. I'm putting him at number five. And I want to put Seth Rollins tied, but I don't know if I, I, I like that's kind of my cheat. I want to do all of the shield. But in terms of Roman for his accomplishment, being one of the best heels as the head of the table, and then Seth Rollins is like, his, if if Roman's Hulk, Seth Rollins is is uh, Macho Man Randy Savage to to uh, Roman's Hulk. So I want them both to be at number five because Rollins best one of the best wrestlers of all time, and Roman one of the best heels of all time. So giving it to them both. Okay, okay, I like. See, I'm more of like I, I like Roman now. The last like couple of years has just been insane. Mm-hmm. Like his his prior his stuff. early trash. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. That's why that's why I had to put him at five because I'm acknowledging this run. Okay, because this run is modern day Bruno San Martino. We'll never see a Roman Reigns like run again. Oh, I think we will, but I think you it's think? a very very long time because he. Yeah. I think they're gonna get him to a thousand. I, I think he's gonna hold the belt. For a, a hot minute, yeah. Yeah. I mean, as long as the bloodline is hot, he's not losing the title. Like mm-hmm. straight up. Um, so my number five, kind of like what you were saying with AJ Styles, more of like the venture man, and like it just been everywhere. I'm going Brian Danielson. I just nice. Think, um kind of showcasing like, like you said with Bret Hart, like his style of wrestling. Um I wasn't super into when I was younger. And now that I'm older, I'm I'm more into it. And Brian just does everything. He's held belts across the world. He's an incredible worker. Uh, I like how he reinvents himself. Even like when he did like his vegan thing in WWE, mm-hmm. with like the, the the people's or like the the organic belt that belt, he had. Yeah, like only Daniel Bryan could do something wacky like that. Huge yeah. fan of him. I love his work. I love how he's still going now. And kind of like the role that he's in. Huge fan. And yeah, I think he's going to go down as like one of the best ever. Yep. All right. At number four for me, this is where I'm showing love to your guy from New Japan. I want to get a New Japan guy in there. He is arguably the John Cena of New Japan. I'm going Okada. Oh, I, I, see, I think Takahashi is the the John the one? Cena. Okay. Jo- Takahashi is definitely the because the, the, the go ace is like mm-hmm. his theme song. But I mean, I love the Okada pick. Yeah, gotta put <laughs> gotta put Okada in there. Want to show some love to New Japan, like the Rainmaker. He yep. is the guy. Like when you think of Tokyo Dome, when you think of New Japan, obviously you could like when you think of Japanese wrestling. Like you said, Anoki's in there, yep. Ta- Takahashi. But like for me, it goes Okada. I I love it. I love it. My number four hurts me because <laughs> he used to be my favorite wrestler of all time. <laughs> now he sucks. And now I hate him, but I'm not going to take that away from him for what he's done in the past. So I'm going CM Punk at number nice, four. Nice. Uh, for somebody who fell out of wrestling, I watched the Summer of Punk because mm-hmm. he was on fire. Summer of Punk is, I mean, revolutionary in terms of like where the WWE like was not in a good spot. No, but no Summer of Punk was volcanic hot. And him beating um, John Cena at Money in the Bank is one of my favorite wrestling moments of all time. Uh, the pipe bomb, he literally has a, a phrase like coined after him for what he did there. And kind of just like, this is this is very prior. Kind of for like standing up for a lot of other wrestlers. Voice of the voiceless. Yeah, uh, was really cool. I wish they didn't turn into angry old man who yells at Cloud, which, <laughs> who he is now. It seems like, but man, yeah, I a good 12 years of punk was just incredible. And yeah, so I'm gonna put punk at four. Look, for me at number three, I'm going back to New Japan because what this guy did is impact level, you could argue, is the closest thing we've seen to anything like Hulk, like anything like Hulk Hogan or like Stone Cold for the way like he made wrestling shirts cool again. Like he sold out hot topic. He brought, he made people care about Japanese wrestling. I'm talking about the cleaner, baby. Kenny Omega at number three. Uh, I don't think anybody else has revolutionized Japanese wrestling to the West more than Kenny Omega. It's him and the Bucks are just, mm-hmm. I mean, too sweet. They're, 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 they're a huge reason why 
wrestling in the i'll say the united states that's just because we're based out of looks like it does today like it's because of them global thing now because Mm -hmm. of for us say our age it is a global thing because of the bullet club like straight up like i i saw if you go anime conventions people wear bullet club shit all the time all the time every bullet time like, bullet club is more than just wrestling yeah and they expand the way outside. he viewed vi- the put video games and anime into his stuff the yep. terminator like just what he did the fact that he has kids in america caring about japanese wrestling when they couldn't understand any of it just shows how impactful he is he mm-hmm. has to be on the list for new school goats yes uh love the pick my number three is Somebody who, man, it, it it has the same cadence as the stunner. Ooh, okay. As a finisher, I'm going Randy Orton at number three. <laughs> a little bit higher. He's on my list. <laughs> Randy Orton. He has every, to be on the list. <laughs> every time you think you'd get sick of Randy Orton, you don't. Stone, every time. I- Triple H said it the best. He has everything. The looks, the moves. He Randy Orton is the prototypical wrestler. Yeah, I mean, he did a storyline with a MMA fighter stoner and turned it into a incredible it. tag team run. If he didn't get hurt, they would probably still be champs. Like that's They'd be how, dozos, yeah. Yeah, they were just, they were on fire. And Randy just, I mean, was he like a 15-time champion or something ridiculous? Mm-hmm. Holds every belt. Is just an insane shape. He just... He's kind of like the rock where he just looks like a superstar. Like he wears all, he wears a stupid ass vest that does nothing, <laughs> but he he's looks essentially, great. He's essentially naked. It's like Bob Randy Orton. Like who, yeah, gives a fuck? who gives a shit? Like, Oh, he's incredible. Okay. So that's your number three. That's my number three. So at number two, I cheated again. This is my only other cheat. It's okay. ra- because to me, I feel when you look at WWE heels, there's two, there's Randy Orton who has to be on the list. But there's this other guy, and I feel like this other guy has to be on there for what he did for tag team wrestling, what he did for tables, ladders, and chairs, what he did for putting John Cena over its edge. I'm going edge slash Randy Orton tied at number two. Love it. Uh, I'm going to steal one of yours. You're number four. Okada. Nice. Uh, I knew he would be on your list. (laughs) I think when it's all said and when as long as he stays healthy, when it's all said and done, he will be the greatest Japanese wrestler of all time. He is an absolute superstar. The Rainmaker persona to me Incredible. is when when he the the coin flips and it hits the ground and his music hits, it's like, oh, you know. Yeah. And then also he's the most consistent wrestler I feel like in the last thirty years. He can where... do the big meaty man stuff. He can do the DDTs. He can do the high fl- like Okada just has it all. Like the way we're I talking like... about Randy Orton, it's Okada is, is the perfect Japanese yeah. wrestler. I feel like like a four star Okada match is like average. Like yeah that's <laughs> that is where he is. That's mm-hmm. uh to me just the entire package where even though he doesn't speak English like when you, you understand him he has he just has like this presence where like i can't take my eyes off of him it's so blingy it's so clean it's so cool he's just so cool yeah i love okada and just honestly the top three workers in the world right now i agree and then i'm assuming number one we both have seen him <laughs> no oh no cena you probably have kenny all right my number one cena just because john cena was wrestling in America for just so many years. And like, you can't see me, Dr. Thugonomics. Like there's there, when you think of guys who could get a pop today, it's Stone Cold, The Rock and Cena, man. Like he's getting it over Hulk Hogan. Like, and the fact that he has all those Ric Flair championships, he's going to go down. Probably he's going to get another one and be the most decorated champion in America. I have to go John Cena. I think that's a. I think that's great. I think this is more of like a personal thing for, for sure. Me, for sure, I love John Cena. Don't get me wrong. Um, he, I'm not the biggest. Uh, I should say I'm not the biggest John Cena fan. Like I, I like what he does and everything like that. But like in ring work, he's not like not the best. That, he's not really that good of a wrestler. Uh, but what he has in terms of like hard working, yeah. dedication, and like the outside stuff, the promos. Mm-hmm. That's what puts him. Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, he is the 
as a face, I don't think anybody has been even close to touching him in the last like 40 years. Uh, I also I want to give another honorable mention. You said something about heels. Um, shout out to like the Miz for being thank you. Thank you. I thought about it and I and I didn't want to just come in and say it out, but thank you. I'm glad. But, I mean, being a heel for I mean, he was a face for like a little bit, but like after was, Randy Orton and Edge, it's him, which was also just crazy good. I mean, he's like probably the most prolific intercontinental champion in WWE history, uh, constantly being inferno heat mm-hmm. heel level. Where it works as hard as John Cena, if and, not and maybe just, a little harder. And also, like shout out to like the Miz, he's super safe. He's never mm-hmm. like hurt anybody. I think that says a lot about a wrestler, and I think like he's super well respected the most one of the most trustworthy people in the game like they know that if you wrestle with the miz he will not hurt you and also like where he came from just real world like uh real world not really a wrestler coming into like the work his ass off i think that says a lot about him so i'm glad you said it that's all i'm with you number one it's personal but i think like what he has done for me as a wrestling fan and i think the world as well it's kenny omega i'm glad it um, makes sense <laughs> revolutionized essentially for me at least and my, i'll say my sphere because i'm assuming there's some people that have like different relations with kenny but really brought new japan to the west for me yeah like he's the reason why i spent 6.99 a month for new japan world so i could watch some random carded hokkaido I mean, at, shit, you told me about Kenny. You got me on Kenny, and it was like, and it changed my whole perspective of everything. I, I just, his entire kit as a wrestler is insane. Beautiful. Um, I love the fact that he's a huge fucking nerd like me. Uh, I love his moves, the one wing angel, one wing angel, V trigger. Yeah. Uh, just everything about him is just so clean, impactful, and, and, and Bullet Club. Let's be real. Bullet Club in america was so hot to the point where vince banned bullet club t-shirts from events mm-hmm. and now they they're back and it's crazy within like i know kevin nash is like yeah we started too sweet but y'all don't own it y'all don't own it no more it is that, bullet club yeah no the international property i don't know if it applies to japan but <laughs> just what kenny this is hundred, what kenny did for me for wrestling to get me re invigorated with wrestling where i was only knowing wwe i knew like what impact was i knew what tna was but i never watched it mm-hmm. and then watching new japan close so it's like like kenny uh ricochet will osprey uh just got me into these this new sphere and then discovering okada naito tadahashi just like who are these people and just sparked my love for wrestling again uh, because that's like, and I just think, just I mean, in terms of like New Japan wrestling, he's probably the most prolific um, gaijin ever to yeah. wrestle for New Japan. It's him or AJ. In it's like... him or him or AJ for sure. It's what he did for, I I feel like North America in general, and worldwide global wrestling is unparalleled. Him in the box. He's I look. I'm not mad at that pick at all. I get it, and I knew you would have them both on there. And like they, those two are great. They're on my list for a reason. Let's give your list again. Okay. Yep. Sure thing. So my number five was Brian Danielson. Number four was CM Punk. Number three was Randy Orton. Number two was Okada, and number one was Kenny Omega. So okay. So my number five is the Shield, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins. My number four is Okada. My number three is Kenny Omega. My number two is the two heels of WWE Edge and Randy Orton. My number one is John Cena. I kind of feel bad because I kind of want AJ Styles at that number five spot. But like, I just want it to be known how much I love AJ Styles and like how important he is to wrestling. Like Mm -hmm. what he did, as much as we give praise to Kenny and rightfully so, AJ's right fucking there. Like right there. Like I I know Finn Balor started Bullet Club. But Bullet Club did not start until AJ Styles and the OC were involved, really. Yeah, no, like, yeah. Kenny kind of getting rid of AJ and then the whole everybody turning on AJ and Bullet Club. Made I think to me, that's what sparked Bullet Club. And then just Kenny's rise and the Bucks as well to just like 
superstardom over and give some credit to hangman and cody because like they were involved in that as well cody was cool hangman i don't <laughs> you know I, <laughs> see I, i'm more along the lines of like uh like maybe like the gorillas of destiny like Tom ah, okay like i think what they did over there as well was just so cool and what bullet club did for north america is just like next level shit and yeah. that's why that's why i gave him like the rank that he is and i just think his in-ring work is him and Okada are like to the me best. one and two. Yeah. It's like Okada, Osprey, and Kenny are like one, two, three. They're like all right here at the top. Like uh, they're the best wrestlers in the world. And only other two people that can compete with them are Seth Rollins and Brian Danielson. That is I, I, I think that's I think that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> like that is it. But awesome. This has been an incredible episode. Episode uh six. So great episode six. Pete, tell the people they can follow you out on social media. Yeah, social media. Follow me. Uh, personal is uh, don't sweat with three T's. Don't sweat TT. Otherwise, if you want to talk wrestling, uh, join Lynn's Discord. Yes, sir. Y'all definitely. Link will be in the description. Also, I didn't realize I didn't follow you on Don't Sweat. Like I just, I just followed you literally like the other day. I did not realize. <laughs> you didn't follow I, me either. I, I did not realize that. Like I was like, what? How did we not follow each other? So I was like, let me, let me follow. So yeah, no, y'all, y'all go follow. I, was, I follow you on my other account. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no big. <laughs> but I, I just, was, I was just shocked. I was like, how? There's no way. It's weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's just strange. But y'all go follow Pete on both. Don't sweat. And what do you say? Anime. Check out his podcast. Y'all can follow me at LimbyWT. Follow the Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. And yeah, like we said, this is our preview for Full Gear. Next week we'll drop just a WWE War Games pod. So be sure to look out for that. But until then, have a good one and peace. Peace.